Hello, everyone. This is Alex Working. I would like to welcome you back to our weekly podcast. Matt Demeter of Demeter Research is here with me once again, and we have a wonderful podcast for you today. If you, if you are not familiar with our podcast or if you're new to the show, we basically talk about the stock market, investment ideas, commodities, currencies, bonds, so on and so forth. So I'd like to ask you for a favor. If you have a question for either Matt or I, please email me at alex at investwithalex.com. We'll pick out some of the best questions and answer them on this podcast. Favor number two, if you like listening to our podcast, please go to our iTunes uh, page, which you can find on, uh, on my uh, blog, which is investwithalex.com, and leave a positive review for us. So without further ado, Matt, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you, Alex? I'm doing very well. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in San Diego once again. Uh, nice and sunny. A lot of people are coming down for spring break. So um, I actually tried to find parking at the, at the beach today, but was unable. So I had to park way, ways off, which um, if you're a San Diego, it kind of takes you off. But other than that, everything's great. Um, it was a pretty interesting week in the market. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, how's everything down there in Florida? Uh, everything's good here. I mean, it's been warm, but, uh, the, you know, it's colder uh, this weekend, which means, you know, it's in the low 70s, so nothing to complain about. Good, good. And I know you're a, you're a big basketball fan. What's your prediction for the for the final four? <laughs> and then who, who do you think is going to win? Well, I've been really lucky with my bracket this year. Actually, uh, on ESPN, my, uh, I think my ranking right now is at 97%, so that's pretty... Uh, Pretty lucky, let's just say. I have, uh, in the final four, I have Duke, Kentucky, uh, I had Virginia, so I lost them. That was big. And then, okay. and then, uh, Wisconsin. So that's, it's, you know, three of my four are still in it, and uh, it's looking good. Then I have, uh, Kentucky Duke for the final. That's gonna be a crazy game. If, if we were to take place, because that would be a repeat of the, Big uh, 1992 game. Okay. Now, who, who do you think is going to win? Well, I think Kentucky's favored to win, but I, uh, I, I, I think Duke's going to pull the upset. Okay. Are you, are you actually betting money on it, or you, you? No, don't I'm not betting any money on it. Okay. Yeah, I've um, every time. Well, I don't do it at all, most of the time, but uh, I've never been successful in in, in sports betting. Um, for obvious reasons, uh, I, I don't think many people are. Um, so let's uh, kind of get to um, our typical report. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is uh, COT reports. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, basically what COT stands for is Commitment of Traders Report. And uh, it indicates what the commercials or the big guys are either buying or selling or shorting in the stock market. And the theory goes we essentially want to be on the same side as the commercials, um, not uh, betting against them because sooner or later uh, they have enough power to drive the market their way. Not always, but uh, and uh, as Matt talked about over the last couple of weeks, mo- most of this it works in currencies and commodities as opposed to the stock market. Um, but anyway, uh, Matt, wh- what are you seeing in COTs that uh, maybe is new or most recent? Well, the big standout this week and really for the past four or five weeks has been volatility futures. The commercials have been, uh, they, they were net short volatility futures and they've been covering. And on the flip side, they've been adding longs. 
So they've gone really from a heavy short position in volatility to now a heavy long position in volatility. Uh, as of this week, they are up to a 72,000 uh, long contract position in volatility. That's up 7,000 contracts and they have 13,000 contracts short, which has dropped 6,000 for the week. So net, they're about, say, 60,000 contracts long volatility, which suggests that they see volatility rising fairly soon. Okay, so that suggests that the stock market is going to go down, or at least suggests that they, th they think the stock market is going to go down over the next couple of weeks or months, whatever it might be. Well, that's what I read out of it. Uh, they've, as I said, they've gone heavily on long volatility, and you don't typically do that unless you see a near-term move. And that's because volatility futures have within them a fairly rapid decay rate. They roll over every month. And uh, if the move in, up in volatility isn't relatively soon, then you lose on having to roll um, month to month. So what this says to me is that the commercials are seeing a near-term uh, jump in volatility, which would correlate with a near-term drop in the stock market, with near-term probably being between four to six weeks. Okay. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, fundamentally speaking, you know, what I think is going to do it is the Q1 earnings. Um, I think it's going to be dismal. I think a lot of companies will come out and and uh, miss, and as well as guide down, and that's going to be uh, because of the overall economic situation, but uh, also because of the strong dollar and, and uh, earnings overseas. So I think it's going to be quite a few downside surprises. Uh, if you remember, Intel came out, I think it was two or three weeks ago, and they guided down uh, once again, and their stock sold off, sold off uh, fairly substantially. So I think that's going to happen to a lot of the companies. So maybe what the commercials are doing is kind of getting ready for it. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, in addition, looking at the S&P futures and the positioning there, the commercials have dumped a ton of their long positions and they have gone far more net short as of this past uh, COT report. Keeping in mind that it's not always one for one in the S&P futures what the commercials are doing because they're often net long at stocks themselves. So if they're short in the uh, futures, it may mean that they are hedging. Uh, so you can't read a lot into it. But in this particular case, it's a pretty dramatic move. The amount of uh, long uh, side contracts that they had that they just sold. So I read that as fairly bearish. Okay, so that kind of confirms uh, the same point of view. Um, that's very interesting, and we'll talk about the stock market a little bit uh, more uh, in, in a few minutes. Uh, do you see anything in currencies or commodities, other commodities? Uh, what I'm focused on... What I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of interrupted you. Uh, were you done talking about the volatility? I am. I, I think basically we're, when you look at volatility and you look at S&P, the overall uh, picture that the commercials are painting is a very bearish one. Okay. In the, in the relative near term. So, like I said, month, maybe six weeks, something like that. Okay. All right. Um, but, yeah, getting back to uh, the COTs in, in other areas, uh, the currency futures, I always like to talk about those. Uh, they are still, you know, they're still betting against the dollar. They're still betting 
for foreign currencies. And at this point, a lot of my, uh, some of my charts at least, uh, the pound, for example, I think is getting very close to uh, an important bottom. Uh, Euro may have already hit an important bottom, but uh, I think there's probably a little bit more downside in the Euro, a little bit more upside in that dollar, and uh, that'll be interesting to watch as well. Okay. Um, w- one of the things I, I, I know we talked about over the last couple of weeks uh, in over the last couple of months that essentially the dollar is heading towards a top, a significant top where it's going to uh, top out, reverse, and, and go down, while other currencies such as Australian dollar, uh, you know, British pound, and, and the euro might be bottoming and about to stage a rally. Now, in one of my articles that I published on my uh, blog this week, I, I talked about the strength of the dollar rally, and looking at it from a purely technical perspective, it seems like it's a structural rally that started, um, obviously, a couple of months ago, Um, and there's no end in sight in terms of where the top is, and this can go on for many years or many months, uh, depending on how you look at it. Your view is that we are not that far away from the top, number one, and also the commercial interest, the COT reports that we've been discussing over the last couple of months, essentially indicate that commercials believe that to be the case as well. Um, technicals don't necessarily agree with that view. How do, you, how do you react to that, or what are your thoughts about whether or not the dollar is about to top out? Well, my technical suggests that the dollar is about to top out. Okay. Uh, so I... You know, I, I think we came real close when, when we just had this near-term reversal. I think we're going to have one more leg higher, and then it's going to uh, die a pretty miserable death. <laughs> so, I it, you know, it really depends. I, I think what we're looking for, I, I think fundamentally what we're looking for is for Yellen to say whether or not they're going to raise interest rates. Right. If she does... If they do raise interest rates, and I think you think that they will, and I'm kind of on the fence, I think that they may do so at least to, um, you know, preserve some credibility. Uh, they might. I, I just don't think they're going to go very far with it. Once once we kind of recognize that the maybe we get a, a raise or two, and once we recognize that that's over and that the next move is going to be a rate reduction, the dollar will have to collapse at that point. That's my my thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to, fundamentally speaking, I'm, I pretty much have the same view that they're not going to be able to raise by very much. And even if they do, they're going to be cutting fairly soon or shortly thereafter and, and probably introducing another round of QE, which would suggest the dollar goes down. My problem with 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 that is... You know, in financial markets, the financial instruments don't necessarily have to follow fundamentals all the time. And so we, we, we had about a 10-year, a decade-long bear market in, 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 in the U.S. dollar. If we look at it from a purely technical perspective, we had a significant break, breakout from that bearish um, 10-year period of time four months ago. And then ever since then, it's just, you know, the dollar has been on a, on a tear. So correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is basically what your work shows is that 
this is a kind of a speculative spike up, and it's going to be an outright collapse after your particular target is going to be hit on the dollar. Would that be a, a correct uh, statement to make? That that's my view of it, and we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think fundamentally most countries are are not uh, in a position for currency strength, but. Uh, Anybody, I think, that wanted to get long the dollar at this point probably has, and that 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 trade is just getting overloaded, and the shorting of the euro and and other currencies, I think, is getting towards the end of uh, end, end of its cycle too. I I would definitely agree with that, um, and it's uh, yeah, I mean, fundamentally speaking, everybody's trying to devalue their currencies, except I guess the U.S. at this point in time. Uh, where we kind of thinking about raising interest rates. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to play out fundamentally, to be honest with you, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else in terms of uh, commodities and currencies and COT reports uh, that is of value this this time around or this week? No, volatility and S&P were the ones that stood out. So we covered that. I wanted to get more into the technicals and ask you uh, what you're seeing with the stock market and uh, the Dow in particular. I know you follow very closely. Yeah, a um, couple of things uh, happened this week uh, that I believe is very important. First of all, I, I, you know, just because of my subscribers, I can't be very specific in terms of the, my short term time frames. So if we uh, look out uh, a couple of months, um, probably even a year, then what you're going to see clearly in the stock market is a period of either a period of distribution or a period of consolidation over the last uh, six months since about July of 2014 or last year. And, uh, you know, the majority of people out there believe this is a period of consolidation before the next bull run begins. I have the opposite view. I believe it's a period of distribution, and eventually when the market is, is ready, it's going to break down and go down substantially so. So in terms of that, we might or might not be uh, at a point where we'll have a big sell-off. But uh, what's interesting this particular week is we had – we got some technical indicators suggesting that uh, maybe the top is in, maybe not. But, uh, for example, the Dow theory, and I, I know a lot of people follow uh, the Dow theory, it's not a very uh, accurate tool in terms of timing, but basically what it indicates is when both the transportation average and the Dow Jones average confirm trend reversal, it typically means that the bull market has turned into a bear market or a bear market has turned into a bull market. And that's what we actually had this week. We had a definite confirmation on the, on the transportation average. We had, um, one can argue, a marginal confirmation on the Dow Jones. One can also argue that it didn't confirm anything. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, I believe the market action over, over the last couple of weeks over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be very indicative of what's going to happen uh, perhaps over the next couple of months and even a couple of years. So it's a very important period of time to watch. And also, one last thing I'm going to mention about the stock market. If, if you look at the very simplistic uh, technical analysis of the S&P, the S&P broke a very important uh, support level on Wednesday. Or was it Thursday? I think it was th Thursday. Um, by penetrating 
below uh, rising wedge support. So that's another bearish indication. And I know we talked about a bearish setup with the COT reports. So this is just yet another bearish indication of what's going to happen in the stock market once again over the next couple of months or a couple of years. But if you want a more reliable kind of uh, to-the-day analysis of what's going on, then I suggest you uh, kind of check out my subscriber section. And uh, there's a way to get a free, ti- uh, free trial so you can know exactly where we are in the composition of the stock market and what's going to happen over the next couple of days as opposed to over the next couple of months. So that's my kind of view of it. Um, w- w- have you seen anything um, in the stock market that maybe you'd like to mention? Yeah, I think you're you're on, Alex. I think uh, I think we're getting very close to an important top. I still don't think we actually hit it. Uh, I would have preferred a little bit higher. I think you would have as well. But um, I'm seeing at some point one more move higher before we have a real significant sell-off. But that said, we came close enough that I think you know it, we're in a ballpark of either get out of your long positions or, I mean, it, it, that's what I'll be doing. I'll, I'll be getting out of my long positions and I'll be thinking about getting short. Okay. So that's that's where I sit. Yeah, and uh, that's, I, I typically mention this, but um, every every single time, but uh, you, you see a lot of commentators and, and uh, on TV or financial advisors, pretty much 90% of them, uh, suggesting that this is a great time to buy, buy every dip, yeah, you, you know the rest of it. Uh, I think it's a very dangerous time to buy. The stock market is extremely overvalued, overextended, and uh, it would definitely play uh, or it would definitely pay to play defense at this point in time. So just just imagine if you were went into cash at in uh, at 2000 top or 2007 top, you would have done very well, not only preserving your capital but also coming in later on and buying stock at very inexpensive prices at 2009 bottom and 2002 bottom. So today might be uh, the time to pull that trade once again. uh, That's what I would like to say uh, and leave it at that kind of. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So why don't we wind up with you telling us what you think of the geopolitical events we've had this past week and what we should expect in the next week as far as the economic calendar goes. Thank you for that. A couple of very important things happening, and I'll uh, I'll walk through them one by one. First, uh, the situation with Russia and Ukraine and and the U.S. and NATO. Um, there was a very important vote in in Senate and Congress, basically authorized uh, to supply uh, lethal weapons to to the Ukrainians. And I've continuously said that this is going to be the the, the red line that if the the NATO or the U.S. decide to cross, we're going to have a real problem, or we have the potential to have a real problem in Ukraine, because Russia will go in, and uh, that can escalate, obviously, into something more than that, uh, or more than what it is today. Second, Greece, you know, the same situation. Nobody really knows what's going to happen, whether it's going to leave uh, the EU and the Euro, or they're going to default, they're going to go with Russia. So that situation is very fluid. Nobody, uh, once again, can ascertain that particular situation. But it's definitely worth watching. It's going to impact the markets 
one way or another. And then, of course, the the new war that we have in Yemen with uh, Saudi Arabia. I, at this point in time, I'd, I'd, I'd say that I don't see any difference between that particular war and um, what's been going on there for decades. I think it's just going to be what it is uh, today. However, it has the potential to escalate. I don't think they'll have the ability to impact Saudi Arabia because of its strength today as well as the support of the U.S., but let's see. It could potentially escalate into something bigger, but at this point in time, I don't think it's going to impact the markets uh, if we're talking about that. But watch the situation in Ukraine. Um, I think Putin had enough. I think he might be able or he might reserve the right to go in and just completely annihilate what's left of the current Ukrainian government, which I believe he should do, but that's my personal opinion because that will end the war and that's going to be the end of that. People can argue with me on that point for um, whatever purpose, but I think that's going to end the the war and that's going to be great for people in that particular region. Uh, That's it in terms of uh, geo and macro-political situation. Um, We have a couple of... uh, Oh, that's next week. We have... um, a consumer confidence report on Tuesday. We have ISM manufacturing on Wednesday. And we have a big one, which is unemployment and non-farm payroll on Friday. So that's going to drive the markets um, coming up next week. Other than that, it's the end of the month. Um, probably some reallocation or also end of the quarter. Um, and uh, maybe we'll see some volatility, maybe not. But uh, definitely be prepared next week. That's all I have to say at this point in time, Matt. Do you have anything else on your side? No, I think that's it. I think we covered it. Okay. Uh, Perfect. So, everybody, uh, once again, thank you very much for coming out and listening to our podcast. We'll have another one for you uh, next week. I'm not sure whether or not we're going to have enough time to have a guest on. If we do, we'll definitely let you know. Once again, send us your questions. Please leave positive reviews for us on, on the iTunes And um, other than that, everybody have a wonderful weekend ahead. We'll be back next uh, week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.